0: Asthma. The definition of asthma, it's a reversible chronic obstructive lung disease. It's characterised by acute exacerbations um, caused by intermittent airway obstruction, chronic inflammation and hyperreactivity of airway stimuli. Its symptoms are wheezing, coughing, shortness of breath, chest tightness. Severity varies over time. Um, it can be reversible. It's a complex disorder which involves biochemical, autonomic, immunologic, infections, endocrine, and f- psychological aspects. It's got two different types. It's got extrinsic, um, or atopic, which is allergic, or intrinsic, which is non-atopic, uh, which means it's not due to allergies. Epidemiology. It's got a higher incidence in children than adults. Um, And in childhood, it's more common in men, uh, and it's more common in females in adulthood. There's more than 300 million asthmatic people globally. There are 5.4 million UK patients receiving treatment. There's four deaths due to asthma a day in the UK. Many people are thought to be un- or misdiagnosed with asthma. The UK has a 50% higher asthma mortality rate than any other European country. Aetiology. It's a complex condition with many environmental and genetic factors associated with the border. There's three main types. You've got the atopic allergic asthma, which is 60% of the population. It's got a higher prevalence in more ecologically developed countries. Uh, There's a hypothesis about this. It's about the decrease of after-birth exposure to allergens, which leads to a type 2 immunity, um, humoral, or antibody-mediated, dominating type 1, um, which is cellular immunity. This causes childhood onsets. You have late onset, um, so more than 30 years, which is 40%. It's non-atopic, so it doesn't have the type 2 immunity bias. It can be caused by exercise smoking or respiratory infections. And then you have drug-induced asthma, which we don't need to talk about. In childhood, males are twice as likely to get it than females. This is due to smaller airways. Um, But as adults go on, it goes from male dominance to female dominance. And by um, adulthood, boys are more likely to have a decrease or loss of symptoms. It's common in low birth weight or preterm babies. If you have maternal smoking or prenatal stress, so the mother smokes or is stressed, uh, it's genetic. So if family, mainly maternal, have a history of eczema, hay fever or asthma, then you're likely to. It can have an increased risk uh, due to obesity, due to the increased circulation of inflammatory mediators and decreased cardiovascular fitness. Anatomy. Asthma is based around the lungs and their airways. So the tracheobronchial tree, which is made up the trachea going onto bronchioles, going on to bronchi, which end in alveoli. It's also based around the inflammatory response, Two allergens. So the triggers caused by the allergens causing cytokines to attract immune cells, which causes inflammation, mucus production, hyperreactivity. Uh, This inflammation in this situation is mediated by immunoglobulin E, um, which works together with mast cells and affects histamine release, which then goes on to further increase inflammation. Pathophysiology. Non-atopic asthma, is poorly understood. The trigger causes cytokines to attract neutrophils to the airways, causing inflammation, mucus production, and hyperreactivity based on a cellular immunity rather than humoral. A topic which is humoral immunity, um, is mediated by the systematic production of IgE, immunoglobulin E. The actual asthma reaction is caused by dendritic cells, which are activated by the allergen, They recruit helper T2 cells, which promote humoral immunity. They do this by promoting mast cell activity, stimulating plasma cells to produce IgE. The IgE and the mast cells join together to form a mast cell and IgE complex. The complex binds onto allergens, which release histamines. The histamines stimulate bronchoconstrictions, um, which is the smooth muscle cells of the bronchioles contracting, uh, narrowing the airways. The histamines also act as an inflammatory mediator, so they draw in inflammatory cells such as neutrophils. The inflammation and the constriction of the airway um, can found to form airway obstruction. The columnar Epithelial cells maintain the mast cells in the area um, after this happens, allowing more complexes to be formed next time. This increases bronchial reactivity. In chronic asthma, there's an increase in goblet cells, so an increase in mucous secretion. There's an increased number of T helper 2 cells, um, which do humoral immunity, which aren't normally found in the lungs, but are in asthmatics. There's also an increase in mast cells, which are maintained by the epithelial cells which in turn increases histamine production. There's smooth muscle remodelling caused by the constant constriction of the bronchioles, um, which leads to the hypertrophy and epithelial fibrosis, where the actual muscle wall becomes thicker. Airway inflammation due to all of the inflammatory cells at the airway gets worse and worse and worse every time it happens. The affected mechanics of breathing is getting air out. So that's that's the main issue. Because during inspiration, it's an active movement, so the airways are pulled open on inspiration. However, on expiration, it's a passive thing. It's done just by relaxing. This means that when the airways close, or possibly due to plugs, hyperinflation is caused because air goes in and it gets trapped in the alveoli. Hyperinflation causes mechanical disadvantages for the intercostal and accessory muscles. This means that accessory muscles have to work harder, which makes for harder work of breathing, which can lead to fatigue if going on for a long time. Um, It affects breathing pattern, so there's a faster rate of breathing, there's more accessory muscle use, and pump handle inspiration and expiration is seen more than bucket handle. Signs and symptoms. So looking at the breathing pattern, um, which is affected by lung hyperinflation, you see that there is reduced bucket handle action, increased pump handle action, increased accessory muscle use, increased respiratory rate. This is due to a flattened diaphragm um, and altered VQ ratio. These factors increase work of breathing. The narrowing of airways cause wheezing. You have dysnopia, so shortness of breath. You can have a cough and it can either be irritating and dry or it can have sputum in it. Um, For actual diagnosis, quite often they use testing of medications to see whether it makes a difference. Asthmatics often have um, decreased exercise tolerance and an increased heart rate. Assessment techniques. So looking at the breathing pattern, there's decreased bucket handle breathing, increased pump handle breathing, an increased respiratory rate, increased accessory muscle use. You can use auscultation, where you'll hear wheezes, crackles, possible silent parts of the chest. You can also do pulmonary tests, such as peak flow variability. Um so this is the volume of air that can be forcefully expelled from the lungs in one quick exhalation. 10 to 20% in variability, so during an exacerbation, the Peak flow can fluctuate from 10 to 20% and around 13% in children. You can also do spirometry. Uh, You can look at the sputum, so you can see whether it's infected or not, but usually it's just how much is coming up, um, how their cough is. If it's wheezy, quite often that's because of asthma. You can do the modified Borg scale, which looks at effort and exertion of exercise. You can also do exercise capacity tests, so six-minute walk tests. Quality of life questionnaires are possibly used. Arterial blood glasses and chest x-rays can be looked at and an increased heart rate can be checked. Treatment. So you can do an active cycle of breathing. So for asthmatics, you want to start off with breathing control to make sure that they are okay breathing at tidal volume. If not, maybe you can get an inhaler. You want them to relax all their muscles, allow normalization of breathing pattern. A reduced rate of respiration is expected they can then do thoracic expansion exercises which promote slow breaths which if there are secretions allows air to get behind them. Uh, it's not suggested if lungs are hyperinflated because it might not be comfortable for them. You'll then move on to forced expiratory techniques which will mobilise and expel secretions um, due to air turbulence causing shearing forces. You can then go on to manual techniques however they might induce bronchiospasm These would be percussion, shakes and VIBs. You can use postural drainage alongside the manual techniques. Medication-wise, you can use inhalers or nebulizers, but you have to teach the patient how to have proper technique, or if they think they know it, you can maybe re-educate, and you can suggest chambers for the inhalers. You can also give them education about the asthma, because that can be positive. Um, you can treat them self-management techniques such as exercise, maintain the importance of exercise and then also teach them how to do ACBT. Management. Prognosis. It's a chronic disease with no cure, however it can improve over time with treatment or possibly by itself. Most adults that adhere um, have well-controlled asper and lead healthy lives, only having a few exacerbations. For health promotion, You want to be able to educate them on the importance of the exercises, about asthma and also about medication. You want to have annual reviews with them so that they can come back in, possibly not with physios, but maybe with nurses. They also want to have vaccinations because they're eligible for free jabs. You want to teach them inhaler techniques, definitely avoiding smoking or drugs that involve smoking, Uh, reducing alcohol use and possible recreational drug use. Possibly obesity as well because that has an effect on inflammatory response and then you want to teach them about self-management, so ACBT and the importance of maintaining exercise levels. The multidisciplinary team that they will see will be us, the physios, doctors, nurses, possible occupational therapists if their asthma is getting in the way with their work life, psychologists as having a chronic disease can be harmful for mental health and the pharmacist for all their prescriptions. The guidelines that are in place for asthma are NICE guidelines, which promote self-management, talking about how they should be educated on air quality and pollutants' effects on asthma and how all patients should have um, a lot of reviews of their inhaler uses. The British Thoracic Society um, gives the importance of NICE and just links you back to NICE pathways. Outcome measures. Are the control of symptoms, so how many exacerbations they have, how many times they have to go into hospital for it. Auscultation, so wheezing, blocked airways, but you want to, you're hopefully hearing improvements. Um, spirometry or peak flow variability, um, and hopefully the um, volume of air force will be increased. Uh, changes in medication, so if they are able to drop down from uh, a more intense medication to a less one. That'd be good. And then exercise capacity. So six minute walk test or three minute time to go.